Unfiltered Love Radio. Yo, 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 what's good, Unfiltered Love people? It's your guy can listen because I listen from heaven to earth to me to you and sell it all in love. I am the Freedom Coach. You're now listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. Woo! I know it's been a while. It's a lot going on. Um, we're still in COVID-19. And guess what? Life's still happening. And now we've added on to racial tension, and y'all probably all know how I feel about that. I appreciate everybody who's reached out, supported. Make sure y'all go vote. Voting is the only way we can do it. And you can't just vote in your regular elections. You got to vote in every election that your county, city, state has. Because those are the people that control what happens in the White House. We can't just get mad at the occupant of the White House, the idiot in chief, because he looks like a damn Cheeto. But anyway, that's beyond the point. We can't be mad at him because of that. We have to be mad at ourselves for either not going in there to vote. Now, in case people don't know, you know, there's these big, you know, voting restrictions and, you know, voting things. And a lot of times you hear about, oh, there's voter fraud. There's voter fraud. But I would like to tell you that a professor in California, and I think he was at Berkeley, either Berkeley or Stanford, maybe USC. I don't know. He was at one of the schools and he conducted a research and I can get you guys to research if you, you know, tweet me, text me. Y'all know how to get in contact. But from 2000 to 2014, a billion people voted and there was only 31 cases of voter fraud. Now, every election we hear there's voter fraud, there's voter fraud. So we need voter ID. That's just another systemic way from keeping the black vote from being counted. So in 2000, the 2016 election, what some of you may not know is that the black vote dropped by 7%. It's not because we didn't show up and it's not because we didn't want to vote. It's because a lot of the times what happened is some counties and some states required a real ID. So the real ID is supposed to help, you know, voter, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But really what it is, is, is it's really to suppress the black vote. Once the black vote is suppressed, then if the whoever, the person running on the opposite side from that would be for the black agenda, they'll get that they'll get that extra vote that they don't need. So it's imperative that we vote. It's imperative that we find out our deadlines. It's imperative that we understand that at every angle, at every realm, at everything that we do, that we're voting. We're ensuring that our voices are being heard. We can't expect people to have a black agenda if we've never met with them and told them what our, what our black agenda was, right? That's dumb. That's like telling a kid, hey, go clean your room, but they've never seen a clean room before. You have to show them. You have to teach them. So we have to teach our people that's supposed to be leading and, and being in office what we need, how we need it, and the ways that, in the language that we need, the communication we need. Without any of that, then it all fails. It's all dumb. It makes no sense. So anyway, back on my tangent, I got a special show for you today. Here with, uh, hey, this is my first show after or during or around Corona. Um, so I feel a lot of ways. I feel like really aggressive about some things. Uh, I've been kind of waiting for this person to come for like two years, though. But we're going to talk about that in a second. Stay tuned. You're listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. Good up, filter love people. Should God can listen because I listen from heaven to earth to me to you and sell it all in love. I am the Freedom Coach, and you're now listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. Y'all already know what time it is, so pull up, relax, sit back, get lit. Let's go. Unfiltered Love Radio. If you don't got my single, great God, go download it right now. Let's get it. 
transformed so that you can be free and live your mega life. How do we do that? I put out teachings. I put out material. Uh, there's courses. I am a personal coach and a business coach. So I do consulting. So all of those avenues, if you follow us on any social media, thank you. If you follow us on the Anchor app, thank you. You follow us on any digital platform and listen to podcasts faithfully, thank you. If you're new, thank you. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. We got a lit show for you today. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Yo, 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 what's good up? to love people. Shit, God can listen because I listen from heaven to earth to me, to you, and sell it all in love. I am the Freedom Coach, and you're listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. Yo, 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 what's good up? to love people. Shit, God can listen. Y'all, y'all know I'm the Freedom Coach. I ain't about to go through all that today, but I got a special guest in here for y'all. So, y'all know I like to tell the story about the guest, right? So, this guest, 
Man, so I've been waiting for this guy to come forever. But we ain't even about to talk about that. What we're going to talk about is um, I love an entrepreneur um, mindset. So maybe about two years ago now, maybe even longer than that, I um, I went to ODU to get my hair cut. I think it was in the garage. I don't care what this dude say. He says it wasn't a garage, but I know it was in the garage. Got my hair cut like maybe three years ago. And then all of a sudden one day I see bro got a shop. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did he get a shop? And so I went like that first week of opening. I thought that was like cool because I like to see people grow in their business and do all that. So if you ain't realized, I'm bringing on the barber today. You know, let's introduce. Who are you? Tell them who you are. Talk to my people. Well, I go by. First of all, don't come in here with that cap of sexy shit. Nobody has time for none of that. I want you. To, I need you to speak up. Open your mouth. They need to hear you. Now we're going to try to, you know, niggas coming here. You already know. And this is Unfiltered Love Radio. So if you've never listened before, you may hear some language that's very unfiltered. Oh, so let's try it again. Yo, 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 this is This is why I can't stand these humans. This is why I don't like humans, first of all. But you introduce yourself or not. All right, so my name is Montre Shepard. Um, and I, go I just say give me a whole government damn FBI right, okay, might be well, fucking for well, you. Know, we about to cut this one out. Nah, I'm, I'm, just I'm a fucking public figure, so I ain't even going to worry about it at this point. But uh, my name is Montre Shepard, as I said. Um, I go by Twice the Barber. Everybody knows me. Give it up for Twice the Barber. Anyway. Um, I hyped you up. You ain't even okay. hyped yourself. God dang. Well, when I was hype, you told me to call him the fuck down. So. <laughs> Here we go. This, see, look, I can never just have a basic conversation with niggas. They come in here and want to just wild out. Are you going to finish telling them what you do besides cut hair? That's all you do? <laughs> this nigga got the Canada. He got the Prime Minister from Canada pause on Black Lives Matter. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to leave that out because, you know, that uh, kind of no, pissed no, me no, off. No, 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 no. I lied. I lied. I lied. I was just playing. Um, no, I'm, you know, I'm a therapist. I'm a wardrobe. Could you speak up? I'm a stylist, you know. Oh, really? like, a stylist. That's yeah, you know, I've had some clients, you know, I cut their hair and they want me to go to the, to the mall with them and, you know, help them get their little outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's what's up. I do all that, you know. I'm a wardrobe consultant. Um, all right, so now that this thing over here, Captain, <laughs> we just going to start. So, so, I know your primary thing is being a barber and that's all cool and fine and dandy. Growing up, what did you want to do in life? Um, well, I grew up in the church, so I always played the drums in the church. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that I wanted to be a professional drummer. Mm. But still not against doing it, but I just never kind of went into doing, doing that. So you said, you said you grew up in the church, you wanted to be a drummer. What kind of deterred that dream where it was like, this is exactly what I want to do, and no matter what nobody tells me, I'm going to do it because you already have that kind of entrepreneurial kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. So what kind of took you away from the musical aspect of being an entrepreneur? Um, well, growing up in the church, like, some people look at it as control, but you learn a certain lifestyle, so you're not going to identify with every type of lifestyle out here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like playing the drums, they kind of deterred me in the church from doing it because it was like you you, you playing drums out here, you playing for celebrities, you playing in clubs, mm-hmm. you, you in different settings. And that's against like 
what we should be doing, as, you know, from a church. From a now you know you can't talk to from, me about from, that. From religious, from religious, from but, religious. Right, because I'm, I, just you, I'm just giving you. You know, I'm not saying I do that or don't go to the club or nothing. I'm just saying like. I mean, like, I get from, it, and that's from religious standpoint. But that, that so, they give us. so that's one of the things. Growing up as a preacher's kid, I understand the the struggles of that, and we talk about that often on here. We talk about what is that? What is the dichotomy of? trying to balance whatever you believe, whether it's a religion, a spirituality, or God just himself or herself, you know, some people say that. Anyhow, it's not for me. But what do you say, what do you say to that inner you that says, now wait a minute, this rule doesn't make sense, but I want to be able to move forward. And so one of those things is, is defining a relationship other rather than defining a, a religion. So I'm really big about that. I'm really right. big on on what is your relationship with God because if the Bible says that there's no gifts and talents that go without repentance. Like so he that I mean he approved everything. Right. He's already given he's given every gift and talent because in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and all the things that dwell within and then made us very good. You know, short story long story short. Right. So if he's done all of that, and then you know when the church used to teach those religious sort of things, it's almost like, wait a minute, that makes no sense because I can actually do this and I'm actually good at it. And so we get that kind of that mindset of deterrence to push us in a different way. And even though we do things our own way, um, that's just one of the things that we focus. We we do talk about a lot here. So so that deterrence, the, because you have that that understanding of what was going on in church. You felt like you didn't want to do it for church and the world. You didn't want to kind of be double minded, as they will say. Well, it was you didn't let me finish you because you know. Well, I mean, you was preaching the gospel so good, so quick, you know. Uh, you know, you you was, you but, was laboring the point. You're right, <laughs> but anyway, that deterred me um, because it was like I don't know. It's like you say, don't use it. They, I was taught, don't use my talents. In the world, using in the church. You just said what I just said. It's like, like okay, I give you. I saw that. I saw that. But yeah, yeah. as I when I was younger, and when you're young, you don't have no choice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You, know. you just you just go with it. So when I heard that, that that automatically just exed out playing the drums because it's like okay, y'all the musicians, you gonna be playing for this person. You don't know what opportunities you gonna get. You talented. You don't know where you're gonna go. You might play for Neo. You might play for. For future, you know, right. know this like, is true. And if you plan for future, you're not playing in a church. You know what I'm saying? You're well, he, you will go to church. He future. might, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he will be going in that in that bitch fucking lit as hell. So at the same time, it was just like, damn, you know, like I can't do what I want to do. But what changed was when I got older, and I was like, okay, damn, I really lost this. This is what I wanted to do. I lost that because I was closed-minded. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like, okay, how the fuck you gonna do? You gonna use your talents in the world anyway? You right. Know what I'm saying you gonna go, you gonna go get a job. You, if you can type, you can goddamn type your ass off right. until they pay you. It, which you is know, absolutely so correct. You can't even say that. So I, I wasn't at that age. I wasn't able to like discern and find my own mindset. That's what I'm saying. We're going to finish that train of thought pretty soon. You're listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. we talking to Twice the Barber. Let's get back. Yo, what's good, Unfiltered Love people? You're listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. Stay tuned. Yo, 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 what's good, Unfiltered Love people? Yep, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Talking to Twice the Barber over here. So we was talking about, you know, growing up and utilizing your gifts and talents. 
for all that. So, at what point did you know, like, hey, yo, I want to cut hair. I want to be a barber. Like, that's that sounds like something that might be appealing. So, I went to school for mechanical engineering. At what school? At Dominion University. Uh, he ain't the green and gold, but you know, they uh, still... That shit. They got that blue and white, I guess. Okay, so, anyway... Um, I did that. I had an interview. I had an um, internship my sophomore year, um, which I was really proud of. I can't we can't go. hear you. you okay, I had an internship, you know, uh-huh. my sophomore year, and I came back my junior year and did the inter- the same internship again, you know, trying to get locked in with the company. But mm-hmm. they this time, it was slow. They were government contractors, so they um, laid me off, and I was looking stupid because I'm like, damn. But I'm not gonna go back to a McDonald's job because right. I didn't I didn't been in my field and worked and got real money. So I was like, now I want to find something. I'm gonna do something on the side that I would like. And uh, I drew I drew and had a uh, brother-in-law that's a barber. Um, and then I I was trying to be a capper at the time. Like I knew I wanted to be a capper. And it was this barber named Walt the Barber, who was my mentor. Um, I, I went to him. Shout out to Walt. That was, my, to Walt that was my second barber in Virginia. Damn right. My nigga Walt, the barber. Um, like, I went and got a haircut from him. And he and getting that haircut from him really, like, motivated me to become a barber. Because when I, I saw how he did it, and I was like, damn. I even went to the extreme of getting the product he used in my head. And I was like, damn. Like, this is the best haircut I ever had. Mm-hmm. So, that shit was like, okay, I put two and two together. That's what I'm going to do. And I started it. I started off giving free haircuts once the semester started back up. Or I started in the summer, but mm-hmm. once the semester started back up, my friends, hey, come get a free haircut. Let's, let's, let, you know, I'm trying to do this shit. Damn, know? I wish I would have got free haircut time. No, I came, no, I came right when he came to charge. Oh, no, you going to get fucked. <laughs> you going to get fucked all <laughs> Those, the way those up. are the bad days? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I was more so scared. Okay. Like, I was more so like, I'll make it look like I didn't do shit before I look like I fucked you up. Yeah. So, so what was the what what was one of the worst haircuts you've done during that time? Um, I don't even remember. Well, I remember the first time I charged somebody. First time I charged somebody, mm-hmm. my man Jay. He um, I charged him five dollars for lineup, and I was like, damn, I don't even really know what I'm doing like that, but fuck it. Damn, these mosquitoes fuck me up. But <laughs> you got mosquito bites? Yeah, these country ass mosquitoes down oh, nah. here. But anyway, yeah. So I'm going to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> it turn right. from the fact. You need some alcohol? No, I'm good. Fuck <laughs> it. But yeah, like, I don't know. But the worst shit I did was, I felt like that because it was like, nah, fuck that. That wasn't the worst shit I did. The worst shit I did was when the fucking. No, I don't even have no worst shit I did. Cause you were just talking about giving no, Jake a lie. No, now Jake from State Farm. Nah, let me tell you. Now, you want me to tell you the worst haircut I got from this guy? Since he oh, don't want to tell the story. God. I've had two. I've had oh, two God. bad ones. Uh, you know, the niggas know I call them out. I had two bad ones. What? Yeah, what to get off live. One time. One time, this man tried to make me look like a whole unk out here. Oh, And then one time, I ain't gonna even say that on the air. Look, y'all listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. We'll be back with more of Twice the Bottom. Yo, 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 what's good, Unfiltered Love people? We back. Man, this man over here talking about crack, but we ain't gonna even talk about that right now. Oh, my God. But, uh. I know y'all probably was like, all jokes crack. aside, everybody got their crack. So, <laughs> fuck it. 
anyway, we ain't talking about we ain't that. Gonna talk about that. <laughs> I do not promote, we uh, yeah, and we and we're not talking about drug use. No, no. everybody has a addiction, of, um, a crack. Exactly. So, um, there's a lot going on. I ain't got a haircut like in months because of Corona. Nigga got one today. You've been seeing me on these uh, social medias looking rough. Y'all gonna take? He taking that bandana off? <laughs> hey, so Brokey talking about because if y'all follow me on social media, y'all know I throw a bandana or a hat on. Especially since Corona started, because I be trying to be, I be trying to keep my hair as curly as possible, which is natural. But those sides, man, they be rough as all that shit. Uh, nah, get out of here. I, I, I put some gel in there one day, it didn't work. <laughs> the edge control and all that. So with all the Corona going on, we have um, we have like a big revolution going on. We are literally a part of history um, that, that we're watching. What do you What do you feel about? Well, let's talk about the George Floyd case. Uh, what do you feel about that? Like, you know, watching. Did you watch? Have you seen the video? I saw it. So, I'm watching that eight minutes, and I don't know how many of the eight minutes you watched. But in watching that eight minutes, what did you feel as a black man living in America? Well, um, honestly, I haven't been focused on that too, that type stuff too much because there's been That's so good. much going on. It's just like... Mm-hmm. Not that I don't empathize for it. It's just like I haven't been focused on it. But I mean, now, for us, for our generation, we've been seeing this since Trayvon Martin. Right. We've been seeing so, this since Trayvon Martin. So it's almost like almost a norm to us that the right. police would do something like that. So, but as a black man, like for me, it makes me feel, well, I've always been an activist too, and I'm a writer. So <laughs> I feel like if I would have lived back in the day, I probably would have been a part of like the Black Panthers or any of those black yeah, right next to Martin Luther King. I would have. I would have because that's just my personality and that's what I'm doing now, you right. know. But I, for some people, I know that's not them. Right. So you, you work in a barber, you were a barber. Mm-hmm. So people come in with these issues and you got to always, I feel like barbers have to know about everything. You got to know about sports. You got to know about politics. You got to know. So, and when people are going to come to you and talk about this in the future, or are they already talking to you about it since kind of we're opening back up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been discussed. I've had conspiracy people come in. Oh, yeah. You know how that goes in the barbershop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's all still all a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, that's sad that you know that happened. I don't, don't want to sound. What is like it, what, are, what are we being distracted from? We're being distracted from just what we fo- what whatever drives you, whatever your goals are, whatever wherever you're trying to be at, whatever you when you when 2020 came in and everybody said they had 2020 vision. What the fuck was your 2020 vision? Everything that your 2020 vision was is not even. No vision no more because first Corona hit. No, oh, first, no, fuck that. We had first Kobe. Kobe died. Kobe was our very then, first thing. R.I.P. Kobe, y'all know I'm from R. L.A. R. And I'm not a Lakers fan, but y'all, anybody who knows me, though, that that's the best technical player in the league. So, and he, you know, was in the league next to D-Wade. Um, you know, but that happened. And then immediately after that, it's a pandemic, global fucking pandemic. We ain't never seen no shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, all that to me was just like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And all those different... And then after, during a pandemic, not even after the pandemic, as soon as they begin to open some shit up, some dumb shit like that happens. And it's like... Well, we had Arbery, then we had Breonna Taylor, then we had George Floyd. And it happened like all in a matter of like three or four weeks. And we're yeah. just... And as a as a black community and be, me being a black activist, one of the things... So I'm a black act- activist and I'm also a counselor. So here I am battling 
how to be black, but how to also console not only my community, but anybody else who's affected by that. So as a barber, I feel like you guys get a lot of that too, because a lot of times people come in and be like, nigga, did you hear about so-and-so? Yeah. And then you have to kind of react to that and react based on your kind. Well, I've been cutting hair the whole pandemic. I ain't stopped. Here we go. You know. See, he's no, the, no, this is no. the reason why Corona spread it. No, I'm not. Nah, go ahead. What I, what I will say, both my parents had it. I never got it. I never was sick. I mean, I, might, I had sick days before all this shit, but nevertheless, I never, I never got it. So, it may be a blessing. It may be something I did. I don't know. But Who what knows? I'm saying is... I stayed focused, and I'm thankful that I did because I know people that didn't. I know people that really did quarantine, stay home. Me, and then I know, people, <laughs> then I know people, then I know barbers that still went out and cut hair, and had their mask, had their gloves. Yeah. It was it was unfortunate. And they, and they died. I know somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so know two just, barbers that died. I know a barber that died. Two barbers that died, and one nail tech that died. And I thought that was sad because these were like they were young. Like, they were not, I mean, I know seven people who died total so far, but these people were extremely young. Mm-hmm. One girl was, like, 28 like me, and I thought that that was just insane. Like, mm-hmm. she's dead. And she was just doing nails. And so, for me, that was like, bro, take that serious. Like, I closed right. my complete business down. Like, I stopped selling food because I was like, I can't do your meal prep. Because even if you come in contact with me, or what if I have it and I don't know? Okay, well, I guess my headspace was more so... Okay, you're saying this person is, um, what's, what was the word they were using? Um, Contagious or? No, this person is essential. Essential, right. That person is essential. That person is essential. But, so that but was this the, person isn't. Right. So, so that was a. For me. I think that was a CDC downfall. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm next to a barbershop. I'm, I own a barbershop and I'm next to a sewing shop, a barbershop, and a vape shop. The, the barbershop was closed. Someone shop could have stayed open, but they chose not to. Right. Vape shop was open the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, and I'm like, okay, they might have changed the hours. You might have had a mask sometime. Right. That little piece of paper, little piece of cloth. I'm not really like, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna tell me that that shit is really, really what you think it is. Like protecting you, like you think it is. Mm-hmm. That's the only external protection. That's like me washing dandruff out your head. What's really causing the dandruff? It's internal. It's something internal that's really causing right. that shit. So, at the same time, like, I wasn't closed-minded, and I didn't get scared. I was scared. I was, you know, cautious, quote-unquote, but... Well, I mean, I saw you spraying down stuff. I yeah, saw you, I, you know, that, even that, you don't really know. You still didn't know. I mean, look... You still didn't know. Because nobody... Because everything they were saying was so inconclusive. Right. So, what I'm saying by that, that shows you that it's a distraction. So, then when something else like this happens... It's even more distracting because now what are they doing? They opening shit up. Whoa, you saying this is a distraction? You listen no. to to Love Radio. Y'all know my activist ass about to get on here. Ah, we'll be right back. Hey, y'all know what y'all listening to. Y'all know the place to be right here on Unfiltered Love Radio where we're going to make sure you're lit, lifted, inspired, and transformed. Stay tuned. Yo, 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 yo. So what's good, Unfiltered Love people? Now, 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 now. Everybody that knows me, I don't care if you've met me when I was 2, 10, or 20, you know that I'm a ride-or-die activist, and if anything, I love my black community. So he said that this that's going on with the George Floyd case, rest in peace, George Floyd, is a distraction. I'm going to let him talk because y'all know my my blood is about to boil 
and I'm about to bust. And yes, it is a distraction from the election. That's why they did it. But however, I'm gonna let him talk about it. Explain yourself. So you said in a, in a trial. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stop you right there. You said. Go ahead. You said the election. The election is not even the. That, that's one thing. It's weaving. It's even more things. I'm that listening. I'm listening. Okay, let me let me open your minds to some shit. When you get, if you was to get the the coronavirus, if you was to get the coronavirus, you would have to be quarantined, right? For how many days? I think they said 14. 14 okay, days. Okay, 14. That's correct. If you do have coronavirus out there, trust me, we we love you. We support you. Anything you need, make sure you reach out. Y'all already know I've sent out packages to mad people, so let us know. But anyway, come Okay, but, let, but let's say, let's say you were dying from corona or you were, your, your case was kind of serious. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in the hospital by yourself. They isolated you. Yes. And the and the main thing to distract somebody is to isolate them. That's the first thing you do. Abusive people, they isolate you. Why? So that you can't get outside opinions from nobody else. So you can't get support from your family. So you can't get all that. So when you sit on your sick bed and they're telling you, oh, it's nothing we can do. And you don't have your family here. You can't. You can maybe Facetime them, but you, but that's if you got you know that's if, if you, you got an that. iPhone. That's if you got an iPhone <laughs> or a smartphone. Yeah, that's it. Then we do know that there's a part of the population that don't even have access to the internet, which is as as not crazy at this point, you know. So anyway, so how can you? So you have to self soothe, and that shit is a lot. That's a lot for you to be that sick, and you sitting there and you telling me you mentally don't have no support system. Every time anybody is sick, you want somebody to take care of you, right? You know what I'm saying? You don't have your family, the main people that you know love you, they're for you. So they took your emotional support away from you. You get what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. asked out. You by yourself. You right. isolated. You, you fucked up mentally. It's psychological. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be fucked up. You can't heal. You don't know what to think. So you feel like, you feel like they've created... Cause you know I I've, I've listened I listen to every I listen to a lot of perspectives and a lot of different viewpoints and opinions and I'm pretty open to allowing people to be theirs. I'm what you will call henotheistic. Your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. But we can coexist and agree to disagree. You know the Bible puts it, uh, and everybody knows I reference the Bible. But the Bible puts it like this, and I say this often. Here's your sandbag, and here's the here's here's all of your sand. Even from my shoes, I will walk away barefooted. So that way, I didn't offend you and you didn't offend me. But at the end of the day, we don't agree. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about giving people their sandbag. I've had to learn during this, um, during the pandemic and during this uh, finally revolution of racial injustice. And I can't believe I'm actually saying that. I've been an activist my whole entire life. And to say that we're finally at a point where we can actually make demands and that shit is going to be passed, to me is exciting, but also it's scary because my name is out there. My name is there. And I've gotten a few threats already saying, you know, nigger, you better stop this and that. That don't stop me. You don't scare me. You probably listening. You probably going to listen to this podcast. I'm not scared at all. And if I go in the process, I always feel like I serve my country. Why in the hell would I serve my people? So, uh, <laughs> be my revolution. Let's get it. But so and saying that these people die lonely and stuff, that is that is like the absolute truth. I have I come from the medical field. And now I work in the mental health field. And so I have several friends who are nurses, doctors, and chaplains in hospitals. And they like watching people die for real. Mm -hmm. And so for that 
one of the things is they don't they're not the people are not always alone. I know that's one of the myths and fallacies that we like to hear mm-hmm. on the uh and, and propaganda. Oh, they're separating them there. These people are not alone. No, a lot of people can't come visit you. But you are allowed a certain amount of visitors a day, even during the pandemic, because what hospitals and what what nurses always know, relationship is everything. So the nurses, they're going in what would be every four hours, every two hours. It's not those Q12 vitals anymore. It's those Q2 vitals. So when you hear the strain on the nursing, nursing staff, that's what they're, what's, what's happening. Imagine you have 12 patients and you're one nurse and you're seeing them every two hours. That's 24 hours. That's 24 hours that somebody has been in that room with that person. So all day, you've been seen, you've been talking to, you've you've developed a new relationship. So I get some of the theories. I get some of that. Well, but it's not most so much a theory. What I'm saying is, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. But that's the thing. I'm not going to tell you, like, this is, the government is doing this. Like, I'm not trying to put conspiracy out here. It might be one. But oh, trust me, it's plenty. There's something to it. Oh, it's something to it. And, but, and, and Corona, so this is the thing. And I don't think people realize this, and I've said this on here, and the government can be mad at me because, you know, I was in the Navy, so I do know how we operate a little bit. A lot of the times is we have never, well, twice, <laughs> and, and, and past, 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 before we were here. But at, in this capacity, America has never endured a biological weapon. Right. This is our first one. This is our first one. So, in 200 and some odd years of being in existence as a country, and this is your first legit biological weapon. It's going to fuck you up. It, it's going to fuck you up. We didn't learn from the plague. We didn't learn from the Spanish flu. We knew what to do from that. Just like social distancing from the Spanish flu, it happened two year, a year after the Spanish flu. So, people kept dying. And they kept wondering why the people dying. Because they didn't separate themselves. So, you got it today. And I didn't have it, right? But then I went out and I had to have it for two weeks later. So now I only gave it to two more people. But it's more, that's all like, I get what you're saying. But I get what you're saying. Like, but if you you haven't focused on your own internal, what you said your 2020 was going to be, you didn't write the, as you can see on my board, I always do this, write the vision, make it plain. And then I have like little notes all around it. And all of those notes mean something. And by the end of the month, now this is only, what, what day are we on? I don't know what day we on, like three, four? Four. Yeah, today's the fourth. And my board is halfway already full, but by the end of the month, it'll be completely crazy. But I always remember that one thing, that one Uno card that sits in the middle of my board. There's one God under one blood, and that we all can just say, look, this is it. So I got a red Uno card. But anyway, you're listening to Unfilter Love Radio. Y'all know I had to find out what this man was thinking about. Woo! So we back. We are back, man. It's getting uh, it's getting heavy. You said you ain't finished, so I'm gonna let him go ahead and finish. But y'all know how I feel about all of this. Twice. So look. So this nigga wanna be over here on Instagram and texting man, and doing all, right, all this, not paying attention right, to the interview. And y'all know I'm gonna call him out. I don't all even right, know why they right, coming right, to right, the studio. Right, I'm wasting your time. Wasting your time. All right. So look. <laughs> Okay, I said it was a distraction. Cool. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying it's still a distraction. Cause at the end but of the distraction day, from what? And that's what I want you to explain. I don't know. I know what you mean. No, and you do know what. 
Okay. You know exactly okay. Now what you know what. You do it's know a, it's it. It's a distraction from what you what your purpose is. From your purpose. Whatever your and purpose. And y'all know is. that's that's why he's here. Cause y'all know that is my main thing. In 2020, I said I didn't care what it was at the beginning. It is the year of all that. I want all that. I will have all that, and I will become my purpose. That's the affirmation that we're constantly giving on the station. And I was waiting for him to say that so we could kind of grasp that point. Now go ahead and talk about it. So, you know that happened. Now this other stuff happened. You like okay, but I know some people that quarantine did what everybody said do, and then what everybody what everybody said do changed. Mm-hmm. So many times. What did everybody say? Do go go through that process for me because yeah, I, so I love this. So first it was, oh, if you're young, you ain't gotta worry about it. Uh-huh. If you're seventy years old, if you're black, you're black, <laughs> you got other health conditions. It was a lot of exemptions, right? Stay your ass home, right? Okay. Then you start seeing different shit start happening. So you didn't niggas ain't know what the hell for. So once I saw that, I said, you know what? I'm gonna keep going mm-hmm. because y'all wasting your time sitting at home being scared. But, but your precautions that you think you're taking ain't precautions. Facts. Uh, apparently. Facts. From what they saying, you know what I'm saying? So, fuck it. You might as not saying we willy-nilly, but at the same time, keep going. Keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. And when I saw that, I said, I'm going to keep cutting hair. I'm going to wear my mask when I can, maybe, you know. <laughs> I mean, I ain't wearing no mask the whole time. I didn't dip with people, so many different people. Right. So, fuck it. I was just like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I said, with, I, with the commitment, what I will make is fuck a mask, I eat right. And that's, I do that. Thank you. Say that one more. You're going to do what? I said, fuck a mask. And when I said external, internal, I said, I'll fix this problem internally. I'm going to goddamn eat right. And that's I'm one of the things. That. Like, we have to ensure that our bodies that we're eating the proper nutrients that we need for us. And if you don't know your body and you don't know your blood type and you don't know what you're supposed to do, then you don't know what how your immune system works. And right. you probably should find out. So if you're eating right, though you may get effect, infected by a virus, what's going to happen? It got to go. Right. Because you've accumulated enough blood cells to fight that infection. Right. So continue. So, you know, when I saw that, I kept going. But I know some people that didn't, mm-hmm. on the other hand. I know some people that did stay at home. And not, not, I don't knock people that stayed at home because some people had the, the luxury of staying at home and yes, still working. Thank, thank God. That's thank me. Thank God for that. That's that good. is God. You know I what? I had that luxury. So for me, I needed that, though. You know what? I had not realized. There was a piece of me dying, and it really was the activist piece. And so prior to, prior to George Floyd, prior to Ahmad, and prior to all of that, I was... I was having a discussion with my friend. I was like, I don't want my, I don't want my company to be one of those companies that don't pay attention to social injustices. I want Unfiltered Love to literally be Unfiltered Love and go out and do this. So a lot of times when I'm doing like things at trainings, I talk about a lot of I talk about privilege a lot, black privilege and white because we have privilege as well. Mm-hmm. We can't act like we don't have privilege. Affirmative action if you're if you're dumb. But anyway, beyond affirmative action, there are some things that. I know even in my in my field as a therapist, I'm a black man. I'm a damn commodity. Right. I get paid top dollar everywhere I go because I'm a man and I'm a therapist. As a black engineer, I'm that, the same. That, that's what I'm saying. So we have privilege in certain fields because we're not represented. And so when they see that you apply and don't have an awesome personality, that just automatically takes us to the next level. So we do have privilege. It's just not enough of us have the privilege and the opportunity that we would because of the systematic system that's going on. So then when all of this happens, 
it was pretty great that Corona happened right before this revolution because I was able to rest. And now I'm just on it. You know, so much so that Virginia Beach Police Station, I will repeat again, I'm coming for y'all. Uh, and yeah, I'm putting it out in public and those people that don't like it, cool. But we are not. And Pharrell, I'm calling you out, bro. You cannot keep putting money into a city that does not welcome people that look like you. I'm going I'm to just say it loud. Nah, anyway, what was you saying? Because <laughs> I had to let that, I had to let that breathe. So you know, I know some people that regret. What kept you going? I hate this man. He cut me off. What kept you going? So what kept me going was, like I said, seeing them people that was not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like seeing them people that was. Like, I was thinking to myself, okay, I just got to where I'm halfway good at. I ain't where I want to be, but I just got. Somewhere. Don't say you have way good. This no, man makes me no, so mad. No, Hold on. No, no. Y'all know we have this part of no. every... I feel like every broadcast... This is maybe the purpose of the broadcast. Let me tell you something. You are a very exceptional barber. Thank you. And no, 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 Thanks. no. No, 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 no. And I'm, I'm glad that you have expectations to be better and to do all of that. All of that and to go to mad places. And I think you're going to get there. I know you're going to get there. I feel like you're going to own several shops. I feel like you're going to... Not even be able, you're not even gonna have to cut, and millions of dollars are gonna come to you. I, I see what happens is I need you to believe it because a lot of times you're putting so much pressure on yourself that you're not even looking at damn the impact I have in the community. You are not just a barber, you're a voice of the community because right. people are bringing so many problems and issues to you conspiracies, theories, and all this stuff. And if you keep that mindset like you had during Corona, like, well, I'm gonna keep going because I feel like I'm essential. Once you understand how essential you are in the business world, then you understand that I have to open multiple shops. I have to open a restaurant. I have to open a nail thing because I'm good at this hospitality thing. And because I'm so good at that, I've mastered all of these other areas that go under what it is for wellness. Right. So you can't, you you know, you got to stop saying that, well, I want to be better. I want to be better, which good. Want to be better internally. But when we say it out in the atmosphere, because our mind doesn't know what's real and what's fake. It's going to make you keep thinking. It's going to make you keep, keep better. Right. Keep better. And you should keep getting better. But, but I don't, am better. Right. There you I go. And see, you put your I am on there because your I am makes right. it the actual affirmation that you're going to be. Right. Y'all know I got to do that every unfiltered uh, love. I don't know why. Maybe that's what God's purpose is for the station. But I, I do want you to know that you are an impact. And you are you are forced to be reckoned with, and I need you to realize that though, seriously. Okay, I do know that. Okay, now. Okay, of course. Let me get the cap. Yeah, I'm gonna get the copies. <laughs> his his cap right, has. You know I these cappers. You know how they you are. Know that. They, they think I don't so know. fresh, so clean head ass. Okay, I know. But anyway, go but, ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm being real with myself. I know. I know my progression. I know my journey. I know I was getting to. I just was getting stuff together. You know, I felt like. Right. So why stop when you getting every, when you just got everything together? Stay with it. You know what I'm saying? Because and, and I like that. When you open everything back up, whenever they decide that this want, they want this to be over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when, when they, whenever what? Whenever they decide, because that's how it seems. Uh, that, that they they're the ones to decide. Right. You know. And whenever, we won't even talk about five G and some of the other yeah, things that I, I know are going yeah. on. And we won't even talk I about into conspiracy. But that's the thing. That. But it's not even right. a conspiracy because these things HR six six six. There are actual policies and stuff that were passed mm-hmm. in March. Corona happened like the. I think the whole kind of global for the United States shutdown was around March the like 
14th or somewhere around that date for each of the states, right? That date also, there were trials and hearings in Congress. They passed a few bills. They passed a few laws that went way over our heads because now we're focused on what the media has told us to focus on. Whether it was social media or media, everybody knew what Corona was by the 17th, by St. Patrick's Day. What happens during St. Patrick's Day? We all go out, enjoy, and celebrate ourselves, right? Right. Now, we know that's not the meaning of it, but that's what we do. It's a parade. All the bars are open. Everybody's like, hey, we got half off this, this green net. Do this. So, it's a fun time. It's a time when we would normally be getting ready for spring to come. And our spring leads right into what? Summer. Right. You know, and for us here in Virginia, we were really excited about something in the water this year. Like, man, last year was dope. All right, cool, Bubba. Pharrell, give the people their money back. Anyway, I'm going to keep making that point. <laughs> so we're, we're waiting for all of this stuff to happen. And bam, we're mourning the death of Kobe. Bam, we're mourning uh, recession. Bam, we're mourning this. And all of a sudden, hey, here's a pandemic on top of it. So we're getting stacked on stacked on stacked. So a lot of the people that you're probably talking about that didn't keep going on, not only did they lose their jobs because a lot of places closed down, they also have all these thoughts going ahead. How am I going to survive? Right. And we literally went to survival of the fittest. So it's great that you were able to kind of keep that energy and keep that motivation going. But people, some people, they just couldn't. They literally couldn't. And I totally understand. I'm just saying, you know, that was the test. You know, but that's the thing, that what, and that's what we want to talk about when we come back. We're going to talk about what just made you go. Okay. What was that go? You listen to Filter Love Radio. We talked to Twice the Bobber. You already know what type time it is. Yo. This man over here rushing me, talking about you got to get back to the shopping. Nah, 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 yeah, you know these niggas acting like they ain't never had a haircut in their So, as I was asking before we went on break, what was that one thing? That made you go. If you had to tell somebody, no matter what your dream is, no matter what they tell you, no matter what opposition, no matter no matter what, this believe this right here, and you'll have motivation to go. You gotta believe that whatever your purpose is, you gotta do your purpose. Whether it's a pandemic, mm. whether it's a drought, whether it's a famine, whatever it is, you gotta know like. That's still what I got to think he Daniel Caesar over here. Two drought and famine head ass. All right, go ahead. Yeah, this is the whole, the whole album. We did. Head ass. Yeah, right. but, you know, like, I don't know, man. I just, that, that's what kept me going. I was just like, I'm not going. I worked so hard to get to that point. I, I had a lot of struggles last year mm-hmm. that I overcame. Okay. So then when I got to this year. So what were those struggles and how did they prepare you for this? I didn't have my license. I owned a shop. You know, a shop got actually put in my hands. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but I wasn't at that point where I was ready. You were unprepared you know for I mean? the business you, you yeah. inherited. So yeah. I had to play catch up. I had to build a house on a weak foundation. Mm-hmm. So I had to tear the whole house down and rebuild the foundation. So as soon as I build the foundation and get the foundation right, here comes the pandemic. So once I got that, <laughs> that is a true right, statement, though. Do you really think I want to stop building the house? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep grinding. And that was my. So that that's that brings me to something that I I recently was reading. It was when Noah was building the ark. It already started raining. Right. Like that is the craziest thing. I had never realized that until recently. Like the rain hadn't come the way it was gonna come, but mm-hmm. at some point in those hundred years, it had. 
he had felt what rain felt like. Right. And he had been able to see a glimpse of, oh, <laughs> that's why I got to build this thing. Right. But it never stopped him from building. So I, I, I respect that and I like that. So I know we talked a lot about that. Being a black young entrepreneur, you in your 20s. You got your own shop, bro. Like, you're doing better than what statistics say we're doing, but not as great as you want to do or not as great as we could do had we not had systemic racism, right? Because if you was a white guy who had your own shop, and as long as you've had it, what has it been, two years now? Yeah. Yeah. So this is year two. You could have already opened three or four other locations and hired people. Right. So how does that feel, though, knowing that you're still a pillar in the community? Um, it just feels like a blessing. I mean, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for that every day. Like, what I can do for people and how I can impact is the goal of anything, for real. That's the goal of your purpose, mm -hmm. you know? So, that just tells me I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you know? That's um, good. That's good. Now, y'all know he over here sitting all cool and shit because he got goddamn cap on y'all. know I'm going to keep saying that shit. So, he over here like, yeah, you know. So, ain't no girls in here, bro. They ain't looking at you. You can't shimmy your head ass out of here. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I just got to ask the question because a lot of my followers are from Virginia. Mm -hmm. We've seen some recent tragedies on Twitter, mm -hmm. even during the month of February while Corona was going on uh -huh. with your organization. You got anything to say about that? You want to talk about it? Can you talk about it? Uh, Y'all know we got to find out over here, right? It's unfiltered. Love. Radio. This is a true statement. <laughs> so y'all had a rap, y'all had a rap disc. Y'all had Twitter kind of, and I was really talking about the Twitter explosion, as I'll call it, because okay. I feel like I feel like a lot of you guys are targeted. Well, this is the thing when as a whole, not like at one school. I say this. I say this on that. When you, oh, whatever, no. When you when you are uh, have some type of notoriety. Stuff like that is just going to come to you. Right. You're going to be the first person somebody wants to talk about. You're going to be the first person somebody wants to frame. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying, you know, any, I'm not speaking on nobody's innocence of, you know, I was or guilt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really know. But at the same time, I do know you're the first person who, like, we always been in people's mouth. Right. Like people's name. Y'all been a lot been. of miles. That's the problem. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was part of the Twitter. Y'all were in a lot of mouths. Well, you know, that's what, you know, people want that. Like, people really want. Don't say that. No, no. But I got what you mean. But we're not going to say that. Because obviously some of it was unwanted. Well, you but, know, yeah. between them and that right. person. But, but as a whole, I do. Why put it on Twitter? You know what I'm saying? Right. Why not, why not contact the people that you address the people? Yeah, that's why I don't feed into it because it's like that's just part of fame, being famous. Yeah, and this is true. This is true. And when you, how many I, times you say people say stuff about Drake or anybody on Twitter? Right. Like you know, it might go viral, might don't go viral. Who gives a fuck? I but and, and that's one of the things you know? I, I think when you're a part of one of the historically black um, organizations, um, I, I think you guys are always put on a pedestal. Right. To to uphold like and literally what y'all supposed to be. You supposed to be a pretty boy. If I see you not being a pretty boy one day, I'm like, that nigga ain't no real capper. If I see if I see a cube not like ah growling and all this shit, I'm like, nigga, you ain't tough enough to be a cube. Because right. we've already, as a community of black people, have already set up a standard of what we think you guys should be. Right. As black collegians that went through this process. Um, so cool. Being a business owner, 
what would you tell somebody? Because your first year was rough, right? Yeah. Yeah, that first year was interesting. So, what have you learned, especially about finances, and being able to pass along to somebody else who wants to either start a business or that just started a business and kind of like, you know, I don't got none of this shit right. <laughs> I'm telling you the same thing. I would tell somebody that. Tell them. That's yeah. trying to get down with the crap. You know what I'm saying? This nigga trying to call my head. But <laughs> my man. Do your research. You know mm. what I'm saying? Everything is out there. You can read Donald Trump's book. You can know how he thinks. Now, first of all, no, I'm just saying, and that is, I I'm know, saying, I know, the art of the deal is a good. Not book. even just that one. That ain't what I even read. But I, I read something else. No. But well, what I, did you read? I forgot. What you over here? Look at you! Don't even know what the hell you read. It won't, so, it but wasn't the, that one. I will tell you. You know, I'm not a occupant of the White House fan. Uh, prior to him becoming the president, he did some stuff that I didn't like, and so, but. He has written some books or he had his staff or whoever because we know he can't read. <laughs> he has he has said some things and have learned some things that if you pay attention to some of those strategies, right. you will win. You they, will they have helped my business tremendously. Yep. The art of the excuse me, the art of the deal has been an, an essential book in my life. And I won't lie. So go ahead. The, like, you know, the knowledge is the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? It's what you do with it. What you want to do with it. It's always what you want to do with it. Just like cutting hair. It's what I want to do with it. Like some people well, thank God you did me right today. I'm saying some people will fuck you up. Some people, right. some people, you, some people you. don't really fuck you up, but it's more so they just doing what they want to do with it. Just rush. And you think that it's fucking it up because that's not how you. Yeah, because this nigga start cutting my hair today. Oh my God. And we're not talking about And this. I need to actually go look and see that he even me out. Cause you know he cut well, my he hair. told me he wanted dreadlocks. I want dress, but they better be even, cause they better grow back at the same oh thing. Y'all yeah, know I'm gonna go shit. look right. Full of shit. But I, it had been a while since I had a cut, so he needed to trim me up. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> just do your research. You know, like you have to have the knowledge whether you want to use it for good or evil. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's up to you. I mean, Donald Trump, like he said, he got he knows the shit. You can't say he don't know the shit. He know the game. He makes it. He's the game. He's the, the the nigga that runs the game right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he knows how to get to that point. He knows what to do. It's just at some point you're going to have to make that decision how far you want to get into it. And, you know, it's just a lot to that shit. You know, you just got to know, like, what you want to do with it and what you're going to use it for. Are you going to use it for your success? Or are you going to use it to fuck somebody over and get power and money? And I just wanted, I just wanted to learn those strategies. To be able to not fuck up. But what are you? What would you tell the person? The person besides doing research, what would you tell them to actually get their business going, get it started, just do get it. Solid foundation. Like not like Nike, just do that shit. Okay. Don't stop. Don't okay. don't don't keep. Okay, you research, but don't just stay at researching. Do what you researching. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the problem. People just. Read all these self help books and they don't really never apply do the it. knowledge, right? You, you know what? As a, as a counselor I, and as a coach, I, a lot of times as a business coach, I'll go into businesses and they'll ask me, you know, I do a whole assessment and the whole nine. And they'll say, they'll call me back and say, well, it didn't work. And I'll go, well, did we implement this, 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 and this? Because this was our strategy at the end. And I'll find out they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that works in individual counseling too. When I find out you didn't implement it, after a certain amount of times, I'm pretty much like over and done with you because you didn't up. right because you didn't implement what what you said you needed, and I'm we're, we're coming up with a strategy together. 
why would you not implement it? Because you came to me for a reason. Right. You so, so right. yeah. So what he's saying is true. Like, if you have a business, do your research. Do and and you know what? As a business owner, I've really realized that I never stop learning. I don't. I never stop learning. I never because the business is constantly changing. You know, if you look at the industry, we've gone from an industrial area to a service type um, thing and then you know the history of business and we went to technology then we went to service base and now we're definitely in the e-commerce age we're the mobile commerce and I can like tell somebody how do people how do people book appointments with you on the phone right Online. Yep. yeah so you know we're doing that so you're listening on Filter Love Radio we'll be back close it out with Twice the Bubble I'm Filter Love Radio so this man is getting mad, text messages, everything. You know, you need to get back to the barbershop. So before we let him go, we got to find out when it's all said and done and we hear about Twice the Barber, what we going to hear? Oh, wow, that's a great question. So you're going to hear, you know, you're going to hear my shop, the hair culture. You're going to hear that. What's the name of the shop? The hair culture. You all know right. what I mean? You're going to hear, you're going to hear that as a. Like a like a, like a McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Not like on the quality, but mm-hmm. as far as like just a franchise. I hope it is on the quality though. Like I think a lot of people in our generation, we don't realize how impactful McDonald's was unless you watch the documentary or the documentary. I can't even talk because y'all know I've been drinking something uh, <laughs> over here on um, on Netflix. But I I think McDonald's had such a huge impact. Over a billion burgers served. But McDonald's. It's not. It's not about the food. That's what, it's, it's the, that's what I'm saying. It's the service. It ain't even that. It's the real estate. That's where they win. They don't win from. But that's the they, they got that part. But if you have to have had. You have to have already had an audience to even build the real estate. That's true. That's because true. you know, if unfiltered love go out, I have. I think I told you earlier. Like a good ninety people that consistently listen. But if those nine, if I don't reach all of those ninety places that those people are. And they say, oh, no, bro, this is good. Then I fell. Okay, I, I missed something. It's for, Before the real estate, it's the system. There you go. It's the system. That's what a business is. When you have a good system, a, a solid system. So what is, what, what is hair culture system? Okay, my system is I do, you know, I cut your hair, I wash your hair. So my... Can you actually wash and cut. Don't let him pay. Don't right. For you. But sometimes I cut it down and then I wash it. But I have a, I hired a shampoo girl, so it's a system. So if you you might have your appointment at nine, I might have a nine fifteen. But I'm gonna have y'all. It's like you, I'm gonna start you at nine. I'm gonna start you with the cut. Send you to the shampoo bowl. So by nine fifteen, I'm well. I'm well done with the cut. I mean done. With, you know done with start start with the startup. Right. You know what I'm saying. I didn't did the preliminary steps. You're at the bowl by nine ten. You know what I'm saying? Nine, nine, oh, 905, that's really what I want. But, mm-hmm. you know, but nine, realistic, ten, realistically, 910. Yeah. Okay? So, nine, 910, I can start my 915. You know what I'm saying? Then send him. Then by the time you done with that one, now I'm ready to finish you off because you can dry it off by then. He's at the shampoo bowl. Get what I'm saying? Right. So now, and, but that, so the that, next person. So, but what you're really talking about is what we accredit Henry Ford for is is making every service into a manufacturing. Right. 
Because now you have a system where people can come in. They're going to get a good service. They're not going to be waiting forever. You know, we all dread going to the barbershop because we know it's going to take two or three hours. Now, I'm not going to cap. This nigga has me in the shop for two or three hours sometimes. But, and I'll be mad. Dang. But at the same time, I'll be all right. Now, but, I ain't going to tell y'all his trick. He know he know I know his trick. No, I ain't going to tell no, y'all his no, trick no, in real no, life. But it's an effective haircut. What I will own up to is when he was waiting that long, I would, my, that was a malfunction of the system. The system wasn't in place. But see, that's the, but that, and that's what I'm saying. Now I have You've developed that. Right. You, you developed the manufacturer system for a service. Right. Which is great because like he just told you guys, all right, you walk in the shop, you get your little preliminary thing, you go get a wash, you get dried, you come back to me. And then everybody's doing that in a time frame. Then you're not waiting as long because there's a constant revolving door. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. I think that as a barber, I think... Uh, I think you should kind of keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Not like not like that, but because if you can be the most effective barber and like really get that system like from top to bottom and literally have people out of there within 30, 40 minutes, that, that changes the whole barbershop world, right? Because these people that complain about sitting for two or three hours, and I'm one of them, that changes everything. So, I mean, for any entrepreneur out there, if you're listening... And if you just heard what he said, he said he created a system based off of an old system that works for his service. But that system is something that now you have to come out of that self out of that self employed mindset and get into a business owner mindset. There you go. Of, because you can't do everything. Because I can't yourself. do everything myself. Oh, so now, okay, I that to, system. I used to tell this nigga that back when, but I ain't believing that. But that system I now, I got Rue, my younger, my younger brother. So now you were now you're mentoring somebody. Else. I can teach that same system to somebody mm-hmm. else. They can cut how they want to cut. Right. But at the same time, they had that system, so they boom, boom, boom. It should be. So when Agriculture Two is opened, you can send him over there to manage. No, I can keep him at one. And and I can open to or either you know way or either way either way but you don't have to you don't have to be running around. Right. I always say when inter- and when unfiltered love is global and we're in like all over the world because our goal is to reach seven point whatever billion people. So I don't need to be in China to know that my business is running the same. Right. Like McDonald's is not in Japan, knowing right. that it's operating the same in America or New Zealand. Right. So and that's why I respect that and I like that about you. Y'all listen to Unfiltered Love Radio. Y'all were twice the barber, man. Tell them how they can find you. Tell them how to book. Tell them where you at. Because you don't just cut in VA. No, I'm everywhere. I'm... Right. But the main place to find me is on the Instagram, you know, um, at twice the, the great. That's my IG. Y'all can follow me. How you spell um, it? Is it two? Is it? No, it's you spell it like how I spell it. Spell it. We're waiting. T-W-I-C-E. T-H-E. <laughs> I don't even know that. I said this. Fuck you. Okay? I'm located at 5109 Avenue in Norfolk. 5109 Come see me. Right next to the Sewing Shop. Thelmas. Yes. And he'll get you in. I'll make sure y'all do it. Man, bro, it's been good talking to you. I appreciate you. Y'all stay tuned for your unfiltered love moment. And we out of here.